Welcome to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. What's your train wreck? Everyone has one. The question is, are you going to live there or are you just visiting? Let's check in with Mary Fran and Kristen to learn how to come through not broken, but brilliant. Hey everyone, before we dive into this week's episode, we have a resource that we wanted to tell you about. Transform every week of yours with our brilliance bit that will deliver right to your email inbox. Sign up for it at brilliantlyresilient.net and keep living brilliantly resilient. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Brilliantly Resilient. I'm Kristen Smedley here with my buddy, Mary Fran Von Tempo, and a new buddy in our Zoom room recording with us today, Katie Bramlett. I hope I said that right because I didn't yes. check with you on the front end. Awesome. All right, here's why I am like already energized and so excited because we're talking fitness today, people. We are talking fitness, and that is what charges me up and has me able to do 957 things in less than 12 hours a day. <laughs> it has been a cornerstone of my life, and I am I'm happy to to talk about Katie's um her look on this whole industry of fitness and why we are getting in shape with a company called We Shape. But here's what I'm really excited to dive into with Katie. Katie says that, that We Shape has the intention of advocating for women to stop focusing on the number on the scale, people, stop it with the scale, and instead put your energy and efforts towards a more meaningful intention, such as movement, rest, and a deeper connection with self. You are speaking my language, girlfriend. Thanks so much for joining us. So happy to be here and hopefully have a really good dialogue about this important topic. Yeah, I mean, okay. So yes, I was actually just on, I I do um, advocating and coaching in the blind community because my two of my three kids are blind. And we were just in a in a whole coaching thing yesterday, and the, the subject of talking scales came up. I will say it got hilarious with these talking scales because I'm like, I used to like to on the ones before we had digital and the numbers would like you actually saw numbers that would spin around a dial. And I mm. knew how to lean just right to make it go less. <laughs> but the talking scale is like, guess what? It weigh a hundred and, you know, it just tells yeah. you. There's no faking it. But then we got into this conversation about the number on the scale, and that should not be the motivator. Tell us a little bit about that piece of this. I mean, I have to start with a tiny bit of context. So I've been in the fitness industry for 20 years. And up until about three years ago, I was sort of on a hamster wheel of sort of the the traditional expectations and projections and construct of what we believed the reasoning why we the reason why we exercise or work out, which is, um, you know, I'll never forget when I first started in the industry, I had a coworker tell me, you know, really, if we could just tell people they could join in the look better naked, everything will be okay and they'll buy the membership. And I thought, huh, I guess so. Yeah, okay. And so it was just like I was going along like with what what we're told, right? Like what we see in magazines and on social media that like the goal is here's this body type. And if you can exercise to have the goal of achieving that body type or that number on the scale, you will feel happy. You will feel worthy. And um, about three years ago, I was running uh, a very successful fitness company. And I said, I, I can't I can't do it anymore. 
And my business partner and husband, we're still running the company together. But at the time, he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Why are you rocking the boat here? Like, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing good. And I was like, I got to I gotta talk about, like, I can't sell six-pack ab products anymore. Like, it, it shouldn't be the intention. And I said, so once I kind of started down that journey, uh, it was a very difficult time in my life because... I, I, you know, people in my company and my partner were supportive of the transition, but the industry as a whole was basically preaching the opposite of what I was trying to do. Mm. So I shut that company down and I started a new company and it's all rooted in movement and rest and community and intention. And it's about acknowledging that if we focus on a number on the scale even if we get to that number, it's what I like to call fake fulfillment. It never actually brings us to the place of connecting with ourselves in a meaningful way because we're focusing on an external validation or a projection that's put on us by somebody else or something else. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to start a company and have a product that focused on setting an intention for intrinsic motivation. What drives me internally to care for my body rather than trying to meet a societal standard? Hmm. Well, um, first of all, I want to go back and and talk about the talking scales. Do they tell you to stop leaning on the windowsill when you're, when you're, (laughs) (laughs) there's no volume, there's no volume control on them. So the whole house knows exactly the number. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but exactly to that point, the idea of now we've got a scale telling us what's acceptable and what is not acceptable. And the idea that you talk about this as it's it's fake fulfillment because it's coming from an external source. That resonates so much with me because, again, with so much in our society, we see all these things, these images, all this stuff that we're supposed to aspire to, when in truth, very, very, very few of us will ever get to that place. And as somebody of a certain age, that ship sailed long ago for me. Like that is never, ever going to happen. And yet the idea of fitness is something that's so intrinsic to what we need to be healthy human beings, that there has to be a shift. So how how did you make that shift? And And what you talk about bringing intention into this practice. So talk a little bit about that. Well, first of all, I played this game inside my mind, which was, you can't really do that because you're not an expert in that. You haven't overcome your own stuff yet. So how can you actually tell other people how to do that? That's all I want to say. I just want to put that out there. Who has? (laughs) And so I had to get over that. And I had to say, well, my intention is to be on this journey and form a community of people who can move their body and exercise and work out for a different reason. And I'm going to do it anyway, even if I haven't overcome all my own stuff. Um, and so I just did it <laughs> and I, and I, um, I, I will say from a business perspective, I took a lot of risks and I still am taking a lot of risks, right? When I go to an investor and say, invest in my company, I'm changing the way we look at the fitness industry and I'm helping women overcome, um, issues with their body and learn how to connect from self-love. They're like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I feel like I had to kind of go through my own internal process of like, I, I can, I can do this. And and if you can just put out your intention, people will, people who resonate will, will, will join the community. So it was kind of like my own internal process. 
And then I had to um, just accept that this was going to go against the grain and that I would get pushback and negative feedback. And I just have to sort of live in that. And I'm okay with that at this point. I've had many people tell me you'll never be able to scale this business. Nobody cares about how they feel. They just want the number on the scale and they want your product to promise that number. So um, yeah. I, I, I think it's just I had to accept a number of factors and still decide to create my own reality in 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 any way. You know what I love that you said several times in there the word process. And and for me my my fitness journey I mean I started when I was little and I found I was always playing sports outside and then I found soccer. And and it was just I I remember when I met my best friend and she introduced me to the I mean I was already on this I was the only girl in the in a whole boys soccer league and then she introduced me to an all girls team and league and that is where I can look back and say that was the happiest time in my life as a kid when I found that and I actually went back to that when I was when I was really spiraling after my divorce six years ago. And I was a I was a complete mess in in just this pit that I could not get out of. And I thought, okay, when was the last time I was, I was at that I remember being unbelievably happy and it was soccer. So I started putting soccer back into my fitness routine because I couldn't find the motivation to, to get to a gym or go for a run, like all the things. And when I started doing soccer, what I realized was doing soccer, playing soccer, what I realized is it's about it's about how I feel in the moment of when I'm really like, you know, kicking a ball or running or doing the things that I love and how I feel afterwards, you know? So like all of the words that I said in your intro, the relaxed and, and, you know, in touch with what it really clears my mind and all of that. So, I mean, I'll, I'll go work out at least six days a week, if not seven. And I never, people always say to me, how are you motivated to do that every day? I'm like, I'm not, I don't wake up in the morning and say, I can't wait to get there. You know, it's, I can't wait for how I'm going to feel when it, when there's a certain zone that kicks in about 15 minutes for me. And then all the way through the rest of the day, I just feel like a hundred percent myself and I can think clearer, but it's all, it's all been a process, not necessarily that I achieve all these mega fitness goals or God forbid, six pack abs. That would be kind yeah. of cool. Though. Well, I think, you know, <laughs> in the fitness industry, it's very typical that people will join a workout product and they will use it for a few months and then they will not use it again. And I have a hypothesis that part of that reason is what I said in the beginning is I'm here to lose weight. I'm here to count my calories. I'm here to get a certain body. I'm here to get in the jeans. And I just don't believe that that intention is the driving force for sustainable connection with your body and taking care of yourself. I I often laugh that like people come into our product and they're, they're like, okay, I'll do my workout product. And then they're like, oh no, she's going to cover all this other stuff. Because when we start to take care of ourselves when we haven't before, a lot of stuff is going to come up, right? It's for me, this product is not just about, we have all the exercise science and the movement and all of that. That's important. But for me, it's also about this journey of connection with self and learning how to care for ourselves in a way we may maybe haven't before. And through that process that you're talking about, we can then cling to things like, oh, I feel better when I do this. Oh, I have more energy when I do this. Oh, I sleep better. But if we don't start with the intention of I'm not going to do this because of the scale, I'm going to do this as an act of self-care, 
it, mm. we have to start with that. So everything we talk about in We Shape, the first thing we talk about is intention. We got to have a more meaningful intention. And then we also talk a lot about movement versus exercise. Oftentimes people really want to go and burn maximum calories or do all these crazy things. Well, the reality is, is the body is designed to move in a certain way. And if we neglect those uh, biomechanics and that movement patterning, we will pay a price later on down the road. So all of our movement stuff is rooted in biomechanics and exercise science. Um, it's really important that we learn how to move our bodies. And then the third thing we really focus on is community. If you're coming into a product where no one else is looking at the scale or trying to burn a bunch of calories, or do, you, you're, you're going to go to other people who are like, why are you doing that? You have to have community. So we have a lot of community elements to our product also so that people can understand that they're not alone when they're going against the grain, right? And then the fourth thing we really talk about in this process that we're talking about is beliefs. Because if we have a belief that our worth and value come from a number on a scale or a certain gene size or a way our body looks, we're gonna we're we're setting ourselves up for a lifetime of a poor relationship with self and body. So we really focus. That's when we're talking about process at We Shape. Though that's the process we're really focusing on. So if people have ever joined our product, surprise, it's more than just a workout pro program. <laughs> you know the thing that that is really really resonating with me here is the what appears to be the natural dichotomy between working out because people think of it as all physical. And what you are doing, which is introducing this mental holistic component to this, like you're, you're a being, you're not a machine. You have more moving parts than a car engine, you know, like there's a lot more to you than that. And I think the idea of ignoring that assumes that everybody is motivated by one thing. And that's that, you know, that, that body that they strive to get, can't get fail and just forget it for the rest of their life. I'm never going to be fit. I'm never going to, but I, the thing is that it, you're taking two within the industry that you came from very contradictory pieces in terms of here's physical, here's mental. It's never about the mental. It's never about how you feel. It's about the muscles and the mass. And the, so how is that resonating with people or, or, I feel like people would probably be quite receptive to that, especially people who failed over and over again in terms of getting that fit toned body that we all aspire to. Yeah. I mean, it was very scary for me. I personally invested my own money from my other company into this company. Um, and I've taken a lot of financial risk to build this product because the product by itself took two, almost two years to build. So, um, you know, I was scared, but once, once we launched it and people who are joining are like, wait, what? This is incredible. I've never felt like, like, I wish I could just like show you guys some of the, the zoom calls that we do. People are just like, I used to have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. Now I feel like I have a sense of community. I, I, I used to suffer from depression and now I'm like learning how to care for myself. It, it's, 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 it's more than I could have ever anticipated in terms of the reception. People were ready for it. Right. And I feel like there is this thing, especially among people who identify as female, I, you know, I had this belief system that if I went to go get a haircut, I was taking care of myself. I'm like, Oh, got away from my kids. I got a trim. I got an hour in, you know, 
And I, and I slowly had to learn that my number one job in life was to better connect with self and learn to take care of me before I take care of other. And what I have discovered is that most people who identify as female have it the other way around. Mm-hmm. And so my hope is that not only I give people a product that's rooted in exercise and movement and science, but that I also give them an opportunity to put themselves as the number one priority. And that's why this journey with working out and moving your body is so much more than just a workout program. It's literally learning how to take care of yourself so that you can connect with yourself, so that you can feel better in your body, so that you can then actually care for others even better than you thought. Right. It's like we it's all backwards. We're like, oh, let's take care of everyone and then I'll be last and then it'll all work out. And it, it never really does work out. But that is so that is so so it needs to be on the billboards. It needs to be. And honestly, it's that's a message that is I'm finally seeing. I feel like this is the tipping point in the world right now for this, especially for us women. It's coming from all different sources saying Self-love is the number one gift that you have to give yourself before you have anything to give anybody else. And you said it exactly right. We all, I know at least I was trained or grew up in a mindset of give to everyone else at the end of the day, when you've got five minutes, run around the block or something, you know, and I've realized it is now I'm 51 and so wise now, whatever it was, you're right. It was the hundred percent exact opposite. And when I make sure that on my calendar every single day, I do not mess with, even if I can just get to the gym for 20 minutes or I really, I'm not, I don't even really enjoy running for running sake. I like to chase a ball, but I run and I run on these crazy hills and stuff because there's a community of people in the park where I run. Like I'm, I'm the goofball that's running going, come on, come on. (laughs) I just, I get such a high out of it that I know that I'm going to be able to get through my day in a, in a wonderful way. And I'll also say this, if people don't believe me that are listening, that this can really, it starts in your mind. I believe that all of this is when your mind is right and you're, you know, finding a fitness routine that works for you and you get your mind right, your soul comes up next that you're like really getting in touch with your soul and the body just follows like everything then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not even worried about my jeans and and all of that. And everything just really started to fit better when I was feeling better, you know, and doing all that. And I will say, I used to, when I was in a rotten mood or in a depressed mood, I had no, I just didn't even feel like going to work out. I'm like, ah, I'll feel better tomorrow. Now, those are the times that if I'm having a bad day, I stop everything and I go move somewhere until I feel better. That's why I have a, a deal with myself. You're not leaving this track until you feel better. And it never fails. Sometimes it's five songs. Sometimes it's 15. The park doesn't like <laughs> the days that it's 15 because I'm a singing out louder when I'm running. Um, but I will move till I feel better. Well, you know, what's funny. I have this joke that I was in the fitness industry. I've been in the fitness industry for 20 years. And about 17 of those years, I hated exercise. Oh. And it was because I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I was doing it to get the external validation that I thought I would get. And it wasn't that I motivated myself through and I now love fitness. It was that I shifted my intention to what are you going to do to take care of you? What are you going to do to feel good intrinsically, internally, regardless of the messaging that you're getting out in the world? And once I shifted that intention and perception inside my own mind, guess what? 
oh my gosh, I enjoy moving my body now. What a coincidence. I mean, so that's, that's what we shape is, is this process we're talking about. We're here to help people who are stuck, who feel like, oh, I can never stick with something. I'm the, this is a process of learning to connect with self and caring for self in a new way. And that process takes some time, but it's worth the journey for sure. So I want to, I want to kind of touch on this idea more of movement because I, I'm always joking with Kristen. Like at, in fact, I put up a, a, a Facebook post one time where we were on vacation. We were at the beach. She had a ball on the beach and was running around like a maniac. I showed a picture of myself sitting in my chair with my book, but I walk a lot on the beach. Like I, that's, that's my movement. So for someone who doesn't think exercise running around the track, like there's just no way in the world that I would do a 10th of what Kristen does, but that feeds her. So tell me about how you encourage people with my mindset to move and what that movement can look like for people, aside from the traditional, you know, sweating, lifting weights, all that kind of stuff. I mean, there are a lot of people who just won't do that. But I, I think that from what you're telling me, those are probably precisely the kind of people that you want to bring into the fold. I mean, exactly. I think that um, that is a lot of people's experience, right? So, um, you know, this is why the product took so long. So my partner is like a movement specialist. So I have so much gratitude for his expertise in exercise science because he really developed all of the programming. So what we did is we created a product that has basically infinite scalability per movement. So our users come in, they can scale down or scale up each movement as much or as little as they need. And so we have customized, it's like, we basically brought personal training at an affordable cost to the market. And um, what this does for the user is it doesn't make them feel, you know, most fitness routines outside of personal training are really expensive machines, say beginning, intermediate, or advanced, right? So our product is meant that each person can come in and every single like exercise or movement that we give you is scaled up or down based on what you need. So what I tell people is drop the expectation that you're going to come in and start this five days a week and be at the highest level. That's not going to happen, nor do we really want that to happen for you. So I think it's about understanding what you're capable of and feeling gratitude for what your body can do and that capability and interacting with our products so that you can get the workout that best fits you. I mean, so that's how we've sort of presented the movement side of things is that we have extreme customization. And then we really do focus on more of the community and the beliefs and the intention around why we're doing this as a means of like contributing to that process. So it's not just only focus on the movement and like prescription prescriptive workout programs. It's also about why we're doing it. So I think the combination of the programming and the technology that creates the infinite scalability combined with all of the social and emotional support is what creates someone's feeling like they can come in and do this. And I, and I would add to piggyback on what Kristen said, that I do get that high from that movement. It yeah. just comes in a different way for me. And yeah. I think that it's important that people know that it is possible to achieve that. You know, I, I'm not breaking a sweat and doing tough mutters or anything like that. I mean, I do break a sweat, but but you can achieve that level of, I think that satisfaction and that feeling of, of just well-being in general without 
the fact that you can do it in a customizable way is really important because again, Kristen and I couldn't be further apart in so many ways, but in particularly that way. And yet I think we it's important to both of us to feel healthy and exercise and move. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I, I have this ongoing joke, like that we've all bought into this, but I sometimes think that we're not aware of it, that there's over 8 billion people in the world, but we're all trying to achieve a similar body type. And I, I almost just laugh at that now. I'm like, okay, like we're all going to be the same body type. So I think that at WeShape, we just have a sort of level of like understanding and acceptance that there's many different types of bodies. You might be fueled this way. She might be fueled that way. You might be at this level. She might be at that level. There's no good or bad. It's just acceptance. That's what it is. And, um, I, I just want to offer a space for people to come in and feel that acceptance and feel gratitude for what their body can do, regardless of what that is, because you're right. You, you, we're all going to feel the benefits of it, but we're all going to feel it in a different way. And to have the sex, that's like the first problem with the fitness industry is the expectation that everyone's going to be the same. We're not. Yeah. You know, what's funny. And I was actually going to have us wrap up, but I got to, I got to talk to you about this real quick. When I I was telling friends of mine recently about how when I was growing up, you know, I'm 51 now. So 800 million years ago when I was, you know, a teenager and a big time soccer player, soccer, soccer legs, soccer thighs were not cool. The big, you know, muscular, you know, guys didn't think that that when people just didn't think that was cool. There was a whole other image out there of what, you know, the long slim legs were. And I'm like, well, and I would always say to myself, I don't get it because these legs have carried me down how many fields, you know, and the, and the shots that have gone through the goals. I'm like, I don't get it. I think soccer legs are the best legs out there. These are the conversations I would have, right? I got to tell you, though, at 51, though, this is what I was joking with girlfriends. I'm like, oh, all of a sudden at 51, people are like, whoa, soccer legs on, on a 51-year-old are awesome. Like, well, where were you 100 million years ago, right? But I still feel the exact same way. I don't, it's not about a look of it. It is how, it is It is something about, I guess there's power in that, in that muscle that has, has carried me through this, this sport that I just love and get so much joy out of. It's that feeling as opposed to, oh, people think that this type is really cool right now. Yeah, I want to remind people, I try to do this, bodies types aren't trends. And if there are people in your circle or um, yeah, people in your circle who are critical or judging you or about your the body that you have, um, you got to find a different circle of people because um, I just think that women especially have been conditioned to believe that some or a lot of their worth is really predicated on how their body presents and I'm really trying to break that cycle. I, I I think that we all should band together and say we're actually not believing in that anymore. Yeah. And what matters most is how what we believe about ourselves. And if there's not alignment with people in our community, then gotta find a new community. Because <laughs> there are people who can have a different belief system than that. Well, totally just, agree. I love everything that you're saying. I mean, from beginning to end. And this holistic approach is is really valuable for so many people. Who've, who've kind of just taken themselves out of that fitness arena and said, I just can't do it. It's not for me. So yeah. here's an opportunity. It is for you. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> I was just remembering too, one time I said to a, a trainer at a gym I was at, I was like, dude, I, I, can you help me get swimmer shoulders? I want swimmer shoulders. And he goes, Kristen, you're going to have to swim. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, 
Oh, my hair can't handle that. And I'm a terrible swimmer. So I will stick with soccer. Yeah. <laughs> On that note. All right. Let's dive into the into the rapid fire reset sure. real quick. This is our, uh, you know, for those of you that are listening and we talk a lot about a mindset reset. It does not have to be a, OK, let me download all these episodes and let me go read three books to figure out how to reset. Sometimes in a moment you can just like I said, I walk until I feel better. I run till I feel better. Let's see what what um, we got going here. So what is your go-to feel-good song to just get you out of something into a better mood? I love the song Feeling Good by Nina Simone. Phenomenal nice. Song. Yeah. All right. We'll have to put a link to that. I'm going to have to add that yeah, to my playlist. Too. Good one. Nina Simone, Feeling Good. That's great. Um, and the second question then is, what have you, have you ever experienced a moment where you just laughed so hard that you just practically cried something that you go back to? That's like, Oh my God, every time you think of it, it makes you chuckle again. Yeah. So one year for my birthday, I wanted a St. Bernard and it wasn't going to happen. And understand, oh <laughs> I, I get it. So one of my best friends, I met her at a restaurant, we were having dinner and her husband said, Oh, I have something in the trunk for you. And he opened his trunk and my friend was in a full St. Bernard costume <laughs> in the trunk. And I was like, okay, you're my, you're my best friend. I get it. Yep. Thank you. And she, she didn't stop there. She got out of the car. She was on the ground. She had the big head with the people were like, I was like, okay, okay. We're here. We're doing this. We're doing this. That is a true friend for sure. She oh is. Oh my God. I want that friend to be my friend. Oh, <laughs> yes. She's so incredible. Funny. That's going to be my go-to all this week to think about your friend hopping. That is hilarious. Just That's and so jumping funny. all around like a dog. <laughs> oh my gosh, so funny. It was incredible. Okay. And then the final one is a personal win that still makes you feel like a rock star every time you think about it. I mean, it's really just when I join our community calls and I see and I hear the stories of people because I had so much self-doubt. I still struggle with it about starting this company and going against the grain. But when I when I enter that space, I remind myself that people are really benefiting from my risk and they are really this program and this product is really changing people's lives. So I, I think about that every day, to be honest with you. It, it, it It's a huge win for me because it was a big risk and I do have a lot of self-doubt and I am have so much gratitude for the people in the community who really share their experience and are really, really seeing life-changing things as a result. Thanks for giving us a different way to look at that because sometimes when we say your rock star win, people think it has to be this big, amazing thing. But sometimes it's those everyday moments that you feel gratitude for what you're able to do and contribute and help people along with. So thanks for giving us a new way to, to look at that bit of brilliance. It was and literally how- just overcoming the self-doubt in my own mind. And that that's, I think, most people's greatest challenge. I mean, yeah. even if you are really, really good at something, it's very rare that you don't go, well, who's still, who's going to listen to me? Yeah. <laughs> why do I have the right to do this? And, and, you know, to have the bravery to go out there and put something in that you really put something out in the world that you really believe was going to change people's perspective and the way they approach something that was important to you. That's a risk. So thank you for doing that. And now tell everybody where we can find you. Uh, we shape.com. 
And we're on all major social channels under We Shape. And also we have two social accounts, We Shape and We Shape Wellness. We Shape focuses all on movement and We Shape Wellness focuses all on mindset, intention, and community. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to check it out and and hoping to see some of our really the resilient tribe in the We Shape community too. So thank you so much for this has been such a fun conversation. Thanks so much for joining us and for the the great work that you do to switch this mindset off of what everybody had traditionally thought about in terms of fitness. And now I think you've really changed a lot of minds, opened a lot of eyes today. So thanks for that. And for those of you that need additional resources to live brilliantly resilient, just head over to brilliantlyresilient.net, link three times, and the magic window appears. You can add your name, get our email, and have a bit of brilliance sent to you every week. We'll see y'all next time. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to the Brilliantly Resilient podcast. Join our Facebook group and follow us on YouTube to be inspired with tools to reset, rise, and reveal your brilliance.